0: Shut up and
1: sit
2: down, flaming (laughs) score.
3: what is going on guys what is going on welcome to this week's episode of the sts guys episode 70. i am jeremy hey hey it's larry hey guys it's nate and i'm scott and this week we have a special guest coming all the way from i think it's what chandler Awatuki? <laughs> <Chandler? laughs> what's no it's wh- london man yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, i'm in london right now yeah <laughs> yeah
3: very- british very- <laughs> correspondent chris what is going on
1: hey guys i'm actually
3: really excited that
0: bears and tanks has joined us if you have not yes. checked out his channel check him out chris is Don't a good friend of the channel.
4: podcast <laughs> there's nothing on <laughs> it I sometimes but, he
2: does live streams of video games and
4: when he does it's pretty amazing yeah there are some put, very entertaining dishonored ones that were on there i put a link in the notes but yeah look you haven't made a video in five months so no. <laughs> that's okay so that's okay If you want to see someone rage out over Last
3: Guardian, (laughs) this is the guy that you want to watch. That is some of the most
0: entertaining live stream I've ever seen. It is really great. Yeah, it left
1: a sour taste in my mouth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell at all. (laughs) Yeah, Chris plays the Guardian, and uh, he comes to some points that are, let's just say, very frustrating.
2: It it was. It was the most entertaining. Thing to watch: a person who is normally calm and collected rage out <laughs> over a giant computerized dog thing. It, I cat thing, but... cat dog ish, <laughs> dragon <clears throat> thing. Oh, it's all
1: Just thinking about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah <he's> like, <laughs> I'm getting flashbacks.
3: <clears throat> so, as far as everything goes, like I said, like I said, I we normally ask, you know. What has been going on this week? I am excited to hear about your guys' week because I wasn't a part of it for the first time. Um, so this week's episode sparked to you by Ozarka sparkling water. No uh oh. no uh no uh, no Costco water for me because there's not a Costco <clears> nearby. I <laughs> actually don't have a Kirkland water with me.
0: That's a first. Whoa. bam.
3: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I got Larry's I it the Kirkland La- Larry for the save. So what's what's what i going on this week, guys? What have you guys been doing? It's been a week, guys. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's been a week. I, I, I feel like the It's Been a Week has been our standard intro whenever we actually don't really have anything going on. Like, oh, it's been a week. Let's tell you while I stall and think about something.
0: Keeps people intrigued until they realize we have nothing to talk about. Right. Uh,
2: well, you guys well, actually did
3: some cool stuff. You guys actually did some cool shit this week, though.
4: Well, I think yeah. we did.
2: So you did. I, I want to get into it. Outside of, of kind of... I know Larry and Chris's is major contribution here um, as as was there anything outside of that, that that really came up that really needs our attention so I don't I can't think of anything other than Sunday and or I should say Sunday and Monday's uh, activities yeah, you, I... you've been gone for so long what is happening <laughs> in your world What's that's what I'm trying you, to Mara? say damn it
3: Oh, uh, like I said, I just got back from a week-long stay in (coughs) sunny or more like rainy and foggy this week, uh, Palo Alto, California. So uh, I am now officially relocated to Texas. And so
4: I am uh, in Austin, Texas now. Crazy. Uh, Our first ever. So episode 70 um, is our first multi-state podcast. Yes. Yeah. We're taking this so it's currently,
3: so I'm not used to this whole time change thing yet either. And so it's right. 10. it's 10:04 4 PM.
2: Yeah. Weird. We're, we're going to take this uh, remote thing as far as we can go.
0: Hey, you know gonna what? Keep going farther and farther every time. <laughs>
3: I don't think so.
4: No, no. probably not. Like,
3: I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> uh, no. Um, but as far as like I said, I said, me like i said i, was, I was just uh, with the with the new transition to the new job i was, I was in training all week and like i said it's I'm glad to be back uh like i said I didn't get back till about two about 2 a.m this morning so some uh weather delays because of uh the faa and some of the different weather that was going on but it is good to be back uh in my temporary home until uh so we we get into our new house well and speaking of that shout out to Todd Bergner Real Estate. Uh, I said he uh, he definitely hooked us up uh, with some awesome services. I said he is probably one of the best realtors that I've ever worked with. So if you're in the Austin area, definitely look up Todd Bergner Realty. Nice.
0: Yeah. From what you told me, uh, he was very attentive. Showed you all kinds of stuff because you only had a limited
3: time to really see a house, right? Yeah. Like I said, he he was he was great. Like I said, got us into this awesome house. I, I can't wait to, to move. Like I said, we, we move here in a couple of weeks. So we're only in the, in the corporate housing here for, for a couple of weeks. So it, it couldn't have worked out any better. So thank you, Todd for, for definitely helping out. Shout nice. out to Todd. Shout out to Todd. But okay. Enough about me. Like I said, I, I didn't, I didn't have an interesting week. I want to hear about
4: Royal rumble. Yep. So last weekend, Uh, WWE rolled into town. Uh, they brought NXT, they brought Raw, they brought SmackDown, but the main event, they brought their pay-per-view Royal Rumble, uh, which is why we have Chris Bears and Tanks on the podcast today, because I was able to go to Royal Rumble. Unfortunately, Jeremy wasn't able to go because of the whole California thing. Uh, but Chris was also able to go. So Chris and I are going to try to recap a little bit, tell you guys about, uh, about the WWE events we went to, because, uh. In addition to the actual wrestling live shows, uh, they had their own little convention thing too, Royal Rumble Access, which I was able to go to. But um, I guess we should just start off with the the main thing, man. Like Sunday, Sunday well, afternoon re- rolled around, and it was Royal Rumble. Well, real quick before we get into that, so Chris, you so you you also went to NXT, didn't you? If I'm not yeah. mistaken.
3: Yeah. Can, 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 just because, like I said, I I well, am in a logical good. order. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh,
2: yeah. So <laughs> I was gonna say because I. I from everything i've heard like that was kind of one of the i don't want to say more exciting events but kind of the more kind of thrilling event like so I, i'm kind of curious as to how that went I,
1: I, yeah sure i can tell you that but you go on Jeremy, I think no no
3: me. i was gonna say because i'm I, literally i'm I'm not as big of a wrestling fan as as anybody here else is on the podcast and i was definitely going to be originally tagging on a royal rumble just to kind of like to so, just kind of experience itself so i'm not familiar with what nxt is so like i said just enlighten me with uh the regales of your adventure
1: so um very long story short nxt started off as um like a smaller developmental brand for um for the wwe uh five or six years ago it was originally called something else uh, they changed to nxt um and the whole idea was that um they they there wasn't anywhere for new guys to come in and and learn and there was a a one case where they had this really prolific mexican wrestler come in who didn't learn to speak English, didn't learn the style, didn't integrate well. And they were basically just kind of they have a a style in WWE that they want everybody to adhere to. They want people to know how to play to the cameras, how to play to the crowds, all that kind of stuff. So they set up NXT. Um, Maybe two or three years after that, they started signing really big independent named stars. And it's got to the stage now where there's some real kind of star power in this developmental brand, which just isn't developmental anymore. Um, so they have a reputation for for having better better planned out shows, better planned out storylines, more technically interesting matches, and it's kind of like the hardcore brand really for you know the diehard die fans more than anything. So um, when WWE have their big events, so the five big events of the year: Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Money in the Bank, and Survivor Series. There's usually an NXT show the night before, and the show's um, shorter. Uh, it's they have five matches instead of 10 11 12 um, and these matches are usually the culmination of one or two month storylines rather than just something that's been cooked up in the last two or three weeks so um yeah the the, the royal rumble weekend uh in terms of wrestling started with nxt um was at the talking stick arena um, which is where the suns play um capacity of like eight or nine thousand so it's not a, a huge arena some of it was all um tarped off um but yeah there was only five matches so um definitely didn't get the kind of level of burnout that we got the, the next night which i'm sure we'll get on to um and the whole show uh, lasted two and a half three hours um and each of the matches was was pretty good um the, the one in particular that, that really stood out was um ricochet and johnny gargano there's been this really long storyline for a while now about um uh, this this once uh, pure you know, uh, white, white meat, baby face, um, good guy, uh, who has kind of like descended into being evil and conniving and stuff to try and beat his rival, who is the champion currently. Um, and he, they had this, uh, match that lasted 30, 35 minutes, so quite a long time. Um, but was just really engaging, really thrilling. Uh, the other guy he was fighting ricochet is one of the, the most technically gifted, uh, athletes, not just wrestlers, but but acrobatic athletes in the world. The stuff he does is absolutely crazy, um, and it was it was just great. And and because it's a smaller crowd with a smaller venue, um, the atmosphere and the vibe was just incredible. Um, and and the reactions, yeah, all the crowd was kind of feeding off each other and uh, the reactions and, and the atmosphere. That was great. Um, so it was just a really good start to the weekend. It was uh, like every match kind of delivered it to at least the, the standard you would expect it to there was that the, one of the matches was kind of uh, only had a couple of weeks to, to develop but it was a really good event and the tickets were so much cheaper than the um for the Royal Rumble as well I picked up really good seats for about fifty dollars um so if NXT is ever in your area then it's definitely worth checking out
0: nice is that your first time going to an NXT event
1: no i actually went to one in england when they first toured the uk about three years ago and at the time uh when we went to see that it wasn't televised it was just a small tour but it was full of people who now are on the main roster in in wwe so uh finn balor sammy zayn uh bailey Alexa bliss um gable and jordan uh baron corbin there's probably a bunch of others i'm forgetting but it's mm-hmm. kind of reassuring that like A couple of years later all of those people whilst they might not be all the top stars yet they're all being used and that kind of system is working where they're moving people through and up onto the main roster as well
0: yeah i was just going to ask if you see a lot of these guys from mxt or nxt excuse me eventually make it into the royal rumble or into those bigger i guess storylines
1: yeah there's a bit of a mix really there's there's um it's been very hit or miss because the people who control and run an xt are linked but are not always the exact same people who do the rest of the stuff so sometimes people come up and they were a champion and they you know had a really good uh, crowd reaction really good character and they come up and they are just used really poorly and one example of that, um, or two examples of that really, would be Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura, who are both the NXT champions, and both were on the pre-show of the Royal Rumble. They weren't, well, Nakamura was in the Royal Rumble itself as well, but you've got two of the biggest you know, champions of the brand and they're not really being used at the moment. So sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, but then you look at some other guys like um, Finn Balor, Brock Lesnar, um, Seth Rollins um, is one of the main guys he started. He was the first NXT champion. Um, sometimes it's just a bit of a slow burn to kind of get them up and through and um and it's a very different audience as well so there might be a character that really works or or a performer that really works down there to a different audience and then they come up and you know you're on tv you're appealing to a nationwide uh very general audience and sometimes it just doesn't pan out that's
3: interesting I so, like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Like I said, I'd, it's almost like a, like a, like a cactus league or like a, like a minor league for, for the wrestling. Like that's, that's what it sounds like.
0: Yeah. yeah and I
1: yeah, guess so, it's good. Kind of, yeah. Of college football as well, but like for some people that's the, where the real action's at.
0: Yeah. Cause those are the guys that are really hungry for it. And you know, they're, they're really trying hard to get to that next level. So everybody's mm-hmm. competing at a higher level, you know, sometimes right. in those smaller matches like that.
2: Well, and it's good to be able to have a group that that you can go to as kind of like your tryout for the big times. Not just like having to get discovered somewhere. You actually have a, a a set path that you can go to try to see, like, can I make it in in the big leagues? Or you know, hey, maybe I'm fine being successful in this, but there's not a huge variance in things, right? Yeah, like, yeah, have...
1: it's changed over time too, because when it started, it very much was there were there were some people there who they'd never wrestled before. It was the first place they went. But now it's become like, because of the fact that it has these better storylines and it's, you know, matches that deliver and everything, it's become like the hot brand where there's a lot of people who want to go there and maybe don't want to go to the main roster because they don't want... These guys um, are based in Florida and they spend a lot of time. um, They have like a performance center down there that's like a super training center and they spend a lot of time in one place. As soon as you're on the main roster, you're traveling, you're on the road two or 300 days a year um wrestling five nights a week sometimes in like small towns and everything and some of the guys just don't don't want that travel and don't want to do that
0: yeah it's a lot of commitment larry
4: did you get to go to the nxt or uh you just went to royal rumble yeah i just went to royal rumble but i like i've never really watched nxt chris speaks highly of it um to me before too like it like you said like sometimes it has better storylines and all that too so it's something i definitely want to check out like i'm still learning about it too um and really just the past couple of weeks, I figured out that a lot of the main guys uh, you know on, on the on the real WWE roster were in NXT like Chris was saying, like uh, you know, just a year or two or pretty recently. So I don't know, it's, it's it's pretty intriguing. Something I probably should check out a little bit more.
1: And it's really so. accessible too. It's the, the weekly show is on Hulu. So That's and perfect. Oh, awesome. and it's one it's one hour a week. One of the major problems with the main roster yes. is you've got three hours of raw, two hours of SmackDown. Who's got five hours a week? But Hulu does condensed versions of both of those as well. So cool. good place I to did start. not
4: know that. No, good that call. Is, yeah,
2: that is definitely a, uh, a good tip.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was one of my issues with Raw. Like I was trying to get caught up. I'm like, all right, Royal Rums coming. I've known about this for like almost a year. I'm like, I'm gonna get into this before because I really want to go check this out. But man, it's just, I don't have five hours a week to watch Raw and SmackDown, but an hour a week, that's way more reasonable. That's a big commitment—five hours a week.
0: And if you miss one week, then you got to make up ten. You know, and then it just compounds. Uh-huh. So, like, it's hard to stay behind like that. So, Chris, you said you went to an NXT event before. How does this one compare?
1: Um, it was on a different scale. So the one I went to, and a diff- very different crowd as well. So UK crowds are uh, UK wrestling crowds are notorious for being um, rambunctious, shall we say. So there was one part in when we went to see it in England where there were, the audience was chanting, a lot of football, uh, soccer chants, sorry, become kind of used and appropriated by the wrestling crowds. And there was one uh, team, uh, one tag team that people were chanting for so much that they, didn't have to, they stopped the match for 10 minutes to kind of play to the crowd. Obviously, they can't do that on a televised show. Um, so I, I think in terms of the overall quality, I, I was in the first row as well for that. So that was like really cool. Oh, wow. Like on, on, on the floor, right there, right next to people. And seeing wrestling up close is really fun Uh, and it it makes it you know it's it's a really different experience um but like from overall kind of quality as well that they they don't on shows like that that aren't televised they don't pay off storylines. it's just oh this person against this person and they'll have a fun and very different match to what you might see on tv um so overall if i had to pick between the two the the one last week was really good it's probably the better one
4: awesome
1: i I love
2: the fact i said i love the fact that you just just could be in the fact that there are not only like we, you know, the 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 football hooligans, but they are wrestling hooligans too. They're like that hooligans. is that is amazing. <laughs> I
1: just said the fans, the, the wrestling fans. It's not. There's not. They don't fight amongst themselves much. You know, a little bit. But.
0: So it's not like mosh pit style. Uh, no, least. not
1: really. Not, okay. not, well, sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. So that um, was the night before the main event, right? Yeah, that was right. No,
3: now, Larry you went to you went to access right so which is like the I like the did. uh
4: the convention it's like, it's like their comic-con ish right convention for for wwe um now, yeah one thing here, Larry, now that
2: convention travels with them though right like it's does it you. only show up at royal rumbles or does it go to other events as well
4: so it's hit or miss right like it's 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 really a wrestlemania thing um i think they had it at SummerSlam one time and I think they had it at one other Royal rumble. I, I I'm not sure. Like, I think it was summer actually. So it's, it's really just a WrestleMania thing. Um, so the fact that it was here is was really kind of special. Um, so maybe they're trying to expand it or something. I, I don't know. I don't know all the logistics behind it, but, um, yeah, like those tickets went on sale a couple of weeks ago. I scooped up a uh, VIP, sorry, premium VIP for, uh, for Sunday morning. Um, so headed over there before the Royal rumble. Um, but it was pretty cool. I bought like when you bought the, the VIP or premium VIPs, you got to pick a wrestler who you were guaranteed to meet and get a picture and autograph with. So uh, I did the one with, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks. So I got, so I got two for one. I felt like it was kind of a good deal. Um, so I was able to get two autographs, get a picture with both of them. Um, it was really cool. Um, they're super awesome, super nice, super pretty. Um, and then like the, the rest of the convention is just, autographs and photos like there's two autograph stations and two photo stations and a pretty big line in both that just kind of snakes around um so yeah if you're into if you're into photo ops if you're into autographs it's it was definitely worthwhile um it's kind of weird because it's it's only four hour sessions um which initially i'm like why like saturday they have two sessions so it's like eight to noon and then they kick everybody out and then they do another one from like one to five or something i'm like that's weird i don't like that it's 45 dollars. like i'm not paying 45 dollars for this but after i went and realized what you get like if you're again if you're into taking pictures with people or if you're really into autographs it's totally worth it because i i got my sasha banks bailey picture right i i did that first of course and then i went over to one of the other photo sessions and i got pictures with the riot squad all three girls i got a picture with samoa joe I got a picture with some other guy who I don't remember his name, um, but right, I, I got within like two hours. I got four four photo ops, um, three of which were freebies. Like if you were at any other convention, what's the cheapest photo op? Like twenty bucks, right. like yeah. Stuff? Yeah. Right. yeah, easily twenty Easy. to
0: thirty no. bucks.
1: So I was just what, gonna ask
0: if they were charging you individually, but no, all that was included.
4: Yep. Yep. All the stuff at the freebie stations was included. So once you got in, yeah, the only thing that was extra was the VIP, which you would have had to pre-buy anyhow. Um, So yeah, you you really like the only bad part is like you don't exactly (laughs) pick who you get to see in those stations. But if you're a big wrestling fan, like you probably don't mind seeing any of those people. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I lucked out. There were a couple that I knew. So uh i stood in that line and got my picture taken and i headed home and it was it was a it was a good time i definitely like like i said i hesitated on the value but but i think it's there because you, you can if you do it right you can go home with a ton of photos and probably get a couple autographs too just for your 45 five dollar ticket okay. that that
2: is kind of cool that those are all included with we'll say price of admission right like yeah. it, not many conventions or anything would ever do that because I, I mean that's where those guys are making their money. But I guess yeah if yeah. they're they're coming in with that that WWE show, you know, this is just kind of their their good way to meet the fans beforehand.
4: Yeah, it's the goodwill thing, part of part part of their job. Really.
2: Yeah.
3: At that point. Mm-hmm. Now, Larry, I said, so in terms of your autographs, I said were they were they pops that you get, that you got autographs?
4: Yeah. So right, the reason I chose the Bailey and Sasha Banks one is they both had pops. So I got my two pops signed. So nice. what, what is your
3: official signed pop count up to now? Because like I said, you, you've, been rack, you've been racking them up lately.
4: Uh, you know what, dude? I don't even know.
2: What is your wrestling signed pop count up to?
4: <laughs> That's, I think it's the majority of his signed stuff is probably from wrestling, <laughs> yeah, if I had to guess. It is. The last bunch of them that you've had. Six, I guess. I think I've got six. Six wrestling pops. I've got at least five other pops, and I'm probably forgetting about something. So I, I'm probably around a dozen without really trying too hard. Now, Larry, you awesome. did
2: forget one of the best photo ops Which that one? we saw while trolling through those photos of different people uh, that were available out there. It was those life-size cutouts of all the oh, yeah. uh, kind of we'll we'll say I, superstar. I think is not the right term for it. It's what, what, is there anything? What is yeah, classic or like what's above superstar like? legends i guess yeah, yeah.
1: you're but. very on brand scott because the current people are called superstars and the old people are called legends
4: yes and at wwe royal rumble access you could get your picture taken with cardboard cutouts of legends and current superstars if that's your thing it's not my thing
2: <laughs> i know a bunch of people we saw pictures was like is that the ultimate warrior? I was like, I yeah. like what the hell is that? there's like, oh, there's these cardboard cutouts just like strewn about the convention.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess if one of your favorite ever wrestlers is dead, then <laughs> it's yeah, the sure. best you're gonna get. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's True. The
4: ultimate warrior anybody was gonna get to this weekend. Yeah. yeah.
1: True. The, that the is point, cool though. So, so it sounds like it was worth going to, Larry. But to your point, Scott, about when do they have these? Larry's right that they're usually just WrestleMania, and the reason for that is WrestleMania is usually the only event that they stay in town for a week for, um, and it's quite unusual for for this that they had a show on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday all in the same place. Um, I mean, obviously it was at Chase Field rather than Talking Stick on for the Royal Rumble, but they're like 300 meters away from each other, um, you know, really close. And um, was it at the convention center, Larry? Actually. Yep, which is right across which the street right from Talking to stick. To, stick. Yeah. So I it's I don't think there's many places you could go to where there's all those venues like right next to each other for them yeah. to make it worth doing it.
2: I didn't so, realize that it was at three different loc like mm-hmm. that this was held at three different like event locations. I mean, yeah, they are you know a rock throw away from each other, but it is cool that you know throughout the nights they actually had rented out those different places. Yeah, that is cool. I mean, if you're a fan of
0: wrestling. I mean, this is a great place to go to see all your favorite wrestlers and get those autographs and, you know, the pictures. Um, because they don't I, – I don't know, not being a huge wrestling fan, I can't remember the last time wrestling was in town. So how often does this really happen?
1: So Raw and SmackDown, Raw or SmackDown, tend to come around maybe once a year. So they were okay. last here in like uh, – I want to say like July for for – and, and and then they were off somewhere else, you know. But the the weekly shows you really hit and miss what you the, in terms of the quality of what you're going to get. Um, for the Raw or SmackDown, some weeks you'll go and there'll just be nothing interesting happen. And then one time I went in England, it was like the Undertaker came back for the first time in two years or something, just on a random okay. Monday show, and it was it was great. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I think the tickets are a little cheaper for the when they come around just to do Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, you know, they can get them for like twenty dollars or something. So.
0: Yeah, I guess the big thing this week was really the the Royal Rumble because yeah.
4: that's a little bit more rare. So
1: oh, I didn't sorry. really,
4: I didn't, re- sorry, I didn't remember it. But I guess the Royal Rumble was here one other time too. Um, okay. And a couple of years ago, we had re- uh, we had WrestleMania too. They had uh, WrestleMania at the Cardinal Stadium, so they must like Phoenix at least a little bit for well, those pay-per-views. Co- yeah, come back every couple of years.
1: In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, for January, though, come on. Like, our weather is perfect. Yeah, true. Absolutely. So absolutely. It makes sense. Yeah, but it's not
2: like they're wrestling outside. Like, yeah, it's, 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 they're in a convention hall.
4: I know. But you get you get travelers from all over the world coming for this event. Like, it's, yeah. it's a tourist thing, right? It's not just locals who are going. Like, people came for this. Like, oh, I yeah. saw people on Instagram post up pictures. They were at Access Saxis was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They were at Access all three days. They went to NXT, they went to Royal Rumble, then they went to Raw and SmackDown. Like they made a weekend out of it, man. So if you're you're coming from, you know, well, Chris Chris came from England to go to WrestleMania one time, right? Like you you make that big trip. You're doing everything you can possibly do. Yeah, well, to Larry's point, a lot of people that I follow on Instagram and people that I know
0: that don't live in the state were here for the event, which was really surprising because I didn't think it was as it was going to be as widespread as it was, but there are a lot of people there.
2: Well and, and I, I guess kinda of thinking about it, they had those kind of ticket packages where you could buy kind of like a all in one shot of like, okay, this gets you access to every event plus the thing and here's a meet and greet and they had breakfast and like yeah. I, I they really oh, yeah. cater for yeah, people yeah. to come in and, and you know
1: and some of the travel packages include hotels as well.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were like, we didn't have to think about it. Right. Cause we lived here, but they were kind of reasonable. They mm-hmm. they weren't, they weren't too bad.
1: No,
2: it was one of those things that at first Larry and I were like, Oh, those are unreasonable. And then we started going through like,
4: yeah.
2: Oh, you get like first fifth, like first 20 rows or whatever for every event. Yep. Early access food, like covered. We started going through or we like, that's actually a well worth it for the the ticket prices. It was, it was actually impressive.
3: Yep. So, yeah. so regarding the main event, I, I think, I think, well, let's kind of, let's move into to the actual Royal Rumble itself. And I, I'm really curious about the venue because like I said, I, I, you were saying in regards to kind of a, this is a, almost a first in regards to like using a baseball stadium, just for kind of a, a, a specific size uh, of Royal Rumble. So how was, how was Chase Field as, as a venue to, to hold this event?
2: <laughs> chris's I, I, oh, chris yes, like chris's face showed everything yeah
1: i think i think um you're right jeremy it's the first time they've ever done an event like this at a baseball field they have done um events at bigger venues than this so they did it at the um oh, what's the super big one in texas called They're like a hundred thousand people or something you know they, they've done events at pl- bigger places than this before but they've never done it at a baseball field to, to watch it back on TV, you can't really tell. Other than when they do the flyovers and everything, it looks just like, uh, you know, the camera setup's all the same and everything. It looks just like a, a regular show. As somebody who kind of went and, and watched it, we had reasonably good seats. I think um, Larry was the same. We were on the second tier in the first row. Um, and so no view obstruction, really, uh, to speak of. But you're just a little too far away. And then we ended up spending most of the time watching it on the TVs. And they had this um, special kind of setup because it was kind of in the middle of the field at the back of the field or the, the outfield, there was nothing. They just had the hard camera set up and there wasn't really much in the way of seating there. But they had this big kind of rig with big lighting bars on it and it kind of didn't matter where you sat. Once you reached a certain height, um, One, at least one of the lights would be really bright and shining straight on your section. So your view is kind of obscured for a lot of it. I spent a lot of the time, even though they had the roof closed, wearing my sunglasses, because it was just so bright, just to kind of cut down on some of that glare. Um, so it was, it was one of those events, I think that like, I absolutely wouldn't have missed the chance to go. Royal Rumble has always been my favorite of the events because it's just stupid um, in a fun way. But um, looking back on it, I would have enjoyed it just as much having watched it on TV, I think, than, than being there. I think if you were really close, and that's the same everywhere, but there were people up in the nosebleeds as well on the third tier, like really far away. We wouldn't have seen anything.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, in, so in regards to, yeah, cause it, it seems kind of weird how they, it would, it would have been set up in terms of like, cause I know the, the entries of, of, of a lot of the wrestlers are, are kind of like, Hey, that's, that's, really part of the show too so did you get a good look at basically the the actual wrestlers coming in or or were you above that section where you didn't really see
1: that so so larry was above the they came in through one of the dugouts and had a ramp yeah. that was um, straight down to the ring so usually you just have a one that comes straight down to the side this kind of curls around a little bit i was on the opposite above the opposite dugout so we could kind of see people coming in but not not really yeah,
4: same. Like, like once I couldn't see them walk out, but once they like you right, you always take a couple steps out, then you do your little pose or whatever before you walk down the rest of the runway. I could see when they got to their stopping point and did their little move, um, so I, I I had a pretty good view. Um, but like, you're looking at like the top of their head and then their back, like most of the time. But it was okay.
2: Well, I think that's the problem with using specifically a baseball stadium. I know that it works well as being kind of round and it's bigger than like, you know, most traditional like hockey or uh, basketball arenas, but it's so like spread out and you're kind of yeah. that weird bowl shape that I think does like, even once you get to a certain set of seats, something so specific like this and so detailed. Uh, just looking at some of the pictures that people had, it almost seems like I was going to be watching like the jumbotron more than you could see that, yeah. like what was going on in the ring um even when like you said a couple you know a tear up on that that second tier
1: and one of the other major side effects and drawbacks of doing it in such a big arena is that um the sound just goes up into the air it, it's so big that the sound just dissipates so it sounds a lot of the time like there's no atmosphere and the crowd that i was in uh, the section i was in was really lively we were you know we really engaged shouting and everything else when you watch it back on tv that doesn't really come across at all because mm. it just kind of goes to, to nothing yeah you're uh, so you're you're Right,
4: you're so far away from where the actual ring and mic and cameras are. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's almost too big because of the size, because of the size and the speed of sound and everything. Sometimes reactions come too late. Yeah, as well.
0: Yeah, it's like it's too big for for its own good. Like Scott said, I mean, I, I get they're trying to cram as many people as possible in there, but it's not really designed to project the sound and carry the light like it really should for an event like this. You know, it,
1: and, and, and let's not pretend that this is sport, right? This is entertainment. So it's right. presented in a very different way. Normally, you know, like the, yeah. there's mi- the, there's microphones. It was it's funny. There's microphones under the ring to make the slams sound bigger. But when you're that far away, that was what we could hear. We could hear the slams like yeah. they came through the speakers, but nothing else.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was weird, <laughs> it was
1: weird. It was weird. That's
4: too
0: bad. I mean, like you said, it, it, you're far enough away to where it's already hard to see. But then you got these lights shining at you you know you're excited to be there but then you're like man i just wish this was a little bit better for me to make my experience just that much better you know
1: and that was the major difference with nxt we had um we got the front row on the first tier for that as well i like to kind of be up, up high and be able to see things but we were so much closer to it <clears> and, and everything was just so much more in your face and apparent um they don't always go to places this big for, for these events it's usually wrestlemania maybe royal Rumble and, or rumble and SummerSlam. slam the, and they always lie about the capacity as well, like the attendance. They always inflate the attendance figures. But the attendance they reported was 48,000 people. Wow. Um, and, and even if it wasn't quite that many, it, I, I wouldn't doubt that it was above 40,000 people. The place was – I was surprised by how full it was, actually. There was some, some seats in the nosebleeds that were empty. But, um, you know, compared to the other things that I've been to at Chase Field or, or at, um, at Talking Stick as well when I've seen the Suns play – that there were very few kind of empty seats
0: and sections mm. that weren't really well occupied. Yeah. i was just gonna I noticed, ask how
4: out it was. Yeah, like like Chris said, like I've been to Chase Field more times than I can possibly count. Um, and really, like there were a few seats up at the very, very top of the upper deck that were empty. But like everything I could see, I was I was super surprised how packed it was. So they did a good job. Well, good. Okay, they finally they, they, they finally, finally filled, filled that to, to capacity. Either. Yeah. <laughs> not since that's 2001 true. when the diamondbacks were in the world series yeah, it, took,
0: it took a non-diamondbacks event to sell yeah. every seat, or at least yeah. most of
2: them at least i was gonna say at least someone can get that uh that stadium to fill up uh that's sad it,
1: it, may, it does make you think about how much they take on the gate though because our tickets were before you get into booking fees and all that other kind of junk they were 150 dollars each you know so and on average i would say tickets were between uh, very very average including the cheapest and the most expensive were probably a hundred dollars so you're talking a lot of money just on the alone
3: wow so now in terms of like the the event itself so like just just so that way because i'm I'm gonna lie here this is this why i'm kind of sad that i missed the event i've never seen a royal rumble match in my entire life and i was actually really excited to actually go um i'm kind of sad that didn't work out um, but just kind of can you kind of explain kind of what it's all about and kind of what kind of what the, the atmosphere is like there in regards to the actual show itself?
1: Yeah, so the Royal Rumble is the first big uh, pay-per-view event of the year. And it's basically the, the storyline premise of it is that there's this Royal Rumble event, which is uh, people take turns in coming to the ring and it's an over the top battle royal. So people keep coming out to the ring and they're eliminated when they go over the top and land on the floor and then they're out. And basically the last person who's in um, wins uh, the chance to uh, have a title match at WrestleMania. So that's, that's it in theory, whereas like in practice, there'll be like shenanigans between now and WrestleMania where somebody who won maybe loses their title shot or whatever. And there's also lots of silly stuff that happens like the rules are really specific you need to be knocked over the top and both feet hit the floor so they play a lot of things off that like there's somebody who uh there's one guy uh, kofi Kingston, knew every year has like these crazy spots where he like goes out but doesn't quite touch the floor and like uses some acrobatic stuff to get back to the ring and stuff and you know it's, it's fun and silly but it's one of the few events where like practically everybody gets you see like nearly all of the people who are like on the roster there's usually some surprise returns you know where you get like an old guy who comes back for five minutes and gets knocked out it's just kind of like the most fun event i think of everything all the other ones are always like really serious and there's matches that are paying off storylines this is just like you get some confrontations that you would just never really see where this small insignificant guy's fighting some big name guy and they're just like punching each other in the corner and throw each other out and stuff it's just fun and stupid really
3: that's amazing i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna relate it to today's youth so what you're saying is it's like the fortnight
4: it's like it's like it's like the fortnight of wrestling that's right right. anything goes well and the fun part too is um as of last year there's two royal rumble matches Mm -hmm. there's a women's and a men's so you get double the rumble
1: that's right and the women's this year was much better than last year so last year they um it's the first time they've done a women's event I think they were a little stretched to actually find thirty women to be in it, so they pulled back a lot of a lot of like old retired female wrestlers that got you know a, a good reaction but didn't really contribute much. And there's this whole thing like the rules are you need to go over the top to be eliminated, and there were people who kept just like rolling underneath and like lying down outside for a few minutes and coming back in. <laughs> um, so this year was pretty good, but there was still um, for the women's one. Um, there's always some surprise entrants, and to your point earlier, Nate, there's usually a couple of people from NXT who turn up and like, oh, this great person from NXT come. There were more of those in the women's event than the, the men's because they're still trying to build a good women's roster. It's, it's getting there, but it's, it's going to take a little while still yet. But the women's Royal Rumble was was really good this year. The only kind of complaint I had about it is one of the most fun things about the Royal Rumble is that uh, new people come out every 90 seconds and there's a big countdown on the screen that counts down from 10 so everyone's like 10 9 8 and and you know um, seeing who the next person that comes out is a few of the women's eliminations happened during that countdown so everybody's like counting down and looking for who's coming out and then somebody gets knocked out of the ring and you've not been paying attention you, you focus on the ring again it's like oh where did that person go and then it's only yeah. when i watched it back on tv that it's like oh they got you know because there's no there's no instant replay when, when you're watching it there, they don't show the feed of what they're showing on at home with the replays and everything. They're just showing the cameras as they are there. So if you miss something, you, you've missed it. Hmm. Yeah. It's like,
4: oh, That's wait, what, I... what the hell just happened? Yeah, that, that <laughs> happened to me a lot. Like I got, like I was following along good for, for a while, and then I just got lost. I'm like, all right, so I guess I guess i'm just gonna wait till the end and see who's left in the ring and then i'll then then i'll start paying more attention but yeah like chris said like one of my favorite parts was the the countdown just the 10 9 8 7 6 5 3 2 1 eh, for the buzzer and it was it was it was awesome now, yes. now were there any big surprises like
3: i said this year like that who what was was it was, was was there a comeback from from someone because I, I was you know the did you know an old retired wrestler come back or like not not
1: really there was only one so the only one was um a guy who was second uh, a guy called jeff jarrett who um for long and story short left years ago set up what is now impact wrestling ran it into the ground a bit sold it to somebody else came back on reasonable terms last year and anyway his whole shtick was that he was a musician and that's his current guy who's a musician so he started in the ring And then the second guy comes in and they're going to do a song together and one gets hit with a guitar and all that kind of stuff. So um, he was the only real one. Um, And some people uh, didn't like that and complained about the fact online. I read a bunch of stuff saying, oh, there wasn't enough returning superstars. There wasn't enough of the surprises that we expected. But the fact is, there's so many talented people on the roster now. I'd rather see somebody who doesn't get a chance all the time get a chance to come and you know show what they're worth rather than just getting some old guy come out for two minutes who you're never going to see again
0: that's a good point and it sounds like you know if anything it's non-stop action so it keeps you engaged from that standpoint like who's going to be next who's going to be the next guy to come up on stage is there anybody in particular that you were really wanting to see
1: um in the women's royal rumble uh, the, the the main person i wanted to see was the person who eventually won it becky lynch she'd been in a match earlier in the night and lost and so usually if you've already had a match you're not in the royal rumble but they've been building this storyline where she's kind of the main character of the brand at the moment men and women um and and they're up they're building towards a fight between her and ronda rousey at wrestlemania um And so when she came out towards the end, there were shenanigans involved and somebody else got injured and couldn't make it to the ring. And she came out, her music hit and everyone just went nuts. It was, it was, that was one of the highlights of the the whole event. Um, And then in terms of the men's, there wasn't really anyone. uh, Oh, there was a couple of people i would really hoped to see from the night before because we knew that a couple of NXT people were going to be in. Uh, So we really wanted to see Ricochet who I think this time next year will definitely be in it. And he'll be doing some of the craziest stuff that you'll, you'll see all the, Flipping around the ring and everything there's this other guy in NXT who's getting really big at the moment called um Velveteen Dream he's kind of like a cross between uh Macho Man Randy Savage Hulk Hogan and Prince um and he's he's just he's really really cool And we were hoping he didn't wrestle the night before and it's all part of a bigger storyline at the moment um so we were hoping that he um might be in it but he wasn't um so it was a bit of a shame but the couple of NXT guys who were in it were really good too
2: nice can i say i just i think i just i don't even know what this guy looks like but based on name <laughs> and description i just found my favorite wrestler of all time he, the is
1: great. Dream. he actually started um on they had a reality show a few years ago called tough enough where like 10 guys and 10 girls went through a weekly elimination and one of them was offered a contract at the end and he didn't win but he was the only guy in it who like a lot of them were just kind of like oh i used to be a football player or i'm a mma guy and i just basically were in it for the money and the, the you know the, the, the chance to be on tv and he was the only guy who was just like i love wrestling you know I've, I've loved it forever um and he was like 19 at the time he's like 22 or 23 now and he's already had a couple of main event matches at nxt uh shows and he's great so if everything goes well for him hopefully in a few years you'll uh he'll be a a common name
0: that's cool, that's cool. Yeah, like uh, like you said, guys that you get familiar with in NXT that you eventually, hopefully, will see, you know, in the big show. So it sounds like that might be one of them.
1: Um, I, in terms I, of keeping engaged, though, you were right before about the whole in the Royal Rumble. You kept really engaged because you've got this ninety-second thing, and there's always something new and always you know someone else coming out. In terms of that event as a whole, though, it's just too long. But yeah. We arrived at seven and didn't leave till after ten. Uh, th- sorry, arrived at three and didn't leave till after ten. It was like seven hours.
0: Wow, that is a long time.
2: That yeah. is, that is really long for a like for a non sporting event. Sport like really even most sports are four, like four hours at a maximum. Yeah,
1: and well, it's well
2: is
0: there? there Is there a lot of stuff in between each match? Like, so after Royal Rumble's done and then they do something else, is there stuff that goes on in between that does take up a lot of time or is it always wrestling?
1: It's pretty much all wrestling. Um, The the main show itself actually was um, five hours long. So the two hours beforehand, that they, they do a lot of stuff to try and sell the show to people at home. So there's like a pre-show where they um, it's free on YouTube. They'll put a couple of matches on there that are kind of inconsequential um, for the most part. And then the main event itself starts. But the Royal Rumbles themselves, both of them were about an hour long. So they took up a good, you know, nearly half of the total runtime. But pretty much on a card like this way, they had about six or seven other matches as well. You finish the Royal Rumble and then straight away there's another match then there's another match and then there's another, you know, it's the, the downtime between things is a couple of minutes at most.
4: Yeah. Um, after the first match of the real show, right. Uh, it was, uh, the Becky Lynch match, uh, we went and got food. So we missed the entire, uh, what was it? It was tag team with, uh, Ms. And Shane McMahon. Uh, but we, we, we left as soon as the first match was over and we got back to our seats, like by the time that, uh, Shane McMahon, match was over but like we missed the entire thing just trying to go get food like we we like chris said we were in the second deck we went down to the first deck, had to go all the way back up but like it's so bang bang like there is no break to go to the bathroom there is no break to go get food you're you're probably going to miss something oh and huge huge miss on i don't know wwe or chase field um on the second level on all of the TVs on the concourse, they were showing what was happening in the ring. On the first level, none of the TVs that are around, like at the food stations, were showing the Royal Rebel. I had no idea what was going on while I was waiting to get my pizza. Not cool. Which so, doesn't make any
0: sense. Like, why wouldn't you broadcast that to encourage yeah. people like, hey, go buy some concessions? Come it was back just
4: to your seat. It, it was just like a uh, uh it was it was uh WWE footage. It was like it was like a highlight reel or a commercial or whatever like it was it was so dumb yeah.
2: now i was gonna ask is that speed of kind of the in between of all the uh the matches is that a symptom of it being basically a pay-per-view or is that kind of a standard with with wrestling
1: so it is kind of like a standard that there isn't really anything other than that i mean i guess when you have the weekly shows on tv there's not as many matches So there'll be more like I'm coming out to talk trash about someone for 15 minutes and oh no, I've been hit by a chair. You know, there's that kind of thing. (laughs) But but the, the whole idea, the, the, one of the issues with wrestling now is that it's still stuck in this model that's 15 to 20 years out of date where we all still call them pay-per-views, but they're not pay-per-views anymore. Nobody's paying $50 to watch this show at home because they have their own, um, they like to think of it as wrestling Netflix, but it's you know it's not as good as Netflix, but it's $10 a month and you get the show that would have cost you $50 for free. So they already kind of have a captive audience for, them, for the most part but the but the time they're always limited by like the um the time that they have at the arena so you know that they, they have to finish the show whatever the curfew is and they always want to try and pay off all of these matches so that yeah. you, on all of these events and all these feuds and everything so they just try and cram as much as they can in there
4: yeah. and my god it was 7 hours with almost back to back to back like mm-hmm. Like like Chris said, like all the reviews I or recaps and stuff I read online, the first thing everybody complained about was I was like, oh, it was just so so long, well, it, and on a Sunday night, it was it, like I wasn't ready for that. I knew it was going to be long, um, but man, it was it was rough. Yeah, that's why I asked. Like, is there anything in between?
0: Because seven hours seems like a long time. So maybe they're wasting time on like in between shows. But no, it sounds like it's just nonstop wrestling, which. If you're into wrestling, that's cool. But man, seven hours of anything yeah. is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, and I mean, most of back the back stuff back. happens later on. You know, like yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens at the beginning, but the big show is really what closes it out. And so you have to no, wait big through all The
1: wrestling it. at the moment, Nate.
0: well well done Chris Um, well done
1: looking back at the card there's only one match really that that I think you could have considered cutting which was that Shane McMahon and Miz one the others though you had the two Royal Rumbles and then there's two championships for men and two for women and and that was that was all of the matches so it's almost like you can't not put your big champions on because they're the faces of the the brand really so there's not really a lot of content to cut out there. You can look at the match lengths and say, well, maybe they should have been short, should have been shorter. Like the the the, the match I think that suffered the most in the night from a crowd reaction perspective was um, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, who were two of the, the better wrestlers. But it was on straight after the Women's Royal Rumble, straight after Becky had won, and everybody was just pooped. And that match was 25 minutes, and it was just yeah a little, a little long. But there's not really doesn't really feel like there's a lot of other fat on the show that you could trim.
4: I agree. Right. The whole point, uh, the whole point of the pay-per-view style stuff was that's when all the championship matches were going to happen, right? That's, that's when Hulk Hogan beat Andre the giant. That's when Hulk Hogan fought ultimate warrior. Like that's, those were the the big matches. You didn't get those on Saturday morning TV. You had to wait for the pay-per-view. Um, so yeah, you have to have your women's titles. You have to have your, your men's.
1: And part of the problem now, though, is because they've, as we talked about before, they've got this five hours of content to fill all the time. Most of the time now, you have seen some of these matches before already. So you make a really good point, Larry, when it was Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior or whatever, those guys might have a stare down in the ring on tv yeah but they're never gonna hit it they're never gonna fight you, you build up the fervor for that for the pay-per-view but now like all of these matches we've seen i've seen aj styles and daniel bryan fight about five times now in the last three months alone you know it's it's some of it's kind of overplayed but that's yeah. one of the reasons the royal rumble is so good is that the the, the 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 main part of the event the rumble itself is is pretty unique and is. They do do some smaller kind of battle royals, like there's one at WrestleMania for the guys who can't get on the card. But this is it's like the only time you really see this event in the year, so it's it's just a bit different. Yeah.
3: Now, now, how many? Like I said, what was the top number of wrestlers? Like how many wrestlers were in the ring at the same time? Like what, like, what did it get up to before it, it just got nuts and insane where people were getting knocked out?
1: I want to say it was probably at about. it it, it kind of fluctuated throughout and i think that at any one point towards the end there was maybe about eight or nine people from the 30 um so something like that but but once you get too many it's hard to they all have to kind of stand in the corner and pretend to hit each other for a while
4: or or like during the women's one half the time that they were just laying on the ground acting like (laughs) they were hurt well, well like two say. people fought yeah like because, there'd be six people laying these, on the ground
1: because there's these main spots that they want you to to watch you know because it's so mm-hmm. choreographed um yep. that everybody else just kind of needs to stay out of the way for a while
2: so <laughs> what are you saying pretending to get hit choreographed i don't wrestling's I, I real
1: think, you know see the thing i i guess and it's probably worth like just acknowledging this that um uh because i know that most of your audience probably isn't into wrestling or whatever everybody knows wrestling's fake and nobody cares like soap operas are fake TV dramas are fake but human drama is real so like nobody goes thinking and these guys do get hurt you know it's it's fake yeah. it's choreographed but it's it's very physical and the the rings themselves they have a very thin layer of padding and it's just wood you know it, it's these yeah. guys are covered in bruises it's, it's a hard thing but like yeah I, everybody knows it's fake everybody knows the <laughs> outcome's planned and everything but it's still real like when you're sat there watching it and you know they're pulling on your strings it's all puppeteering and and you know some of the reactions my my wife loves Seth Rollins she's his absolute he's her absolute favorite um he came out to the Royal Rumble and she screeched like a 10 year old girl I've never heard her screech like that before it was it was amazing but like what other kind of um Uh, you know choreographed stuff elicits that kind of emotional response from people it was it's great
0: Well, that's, and you bring up a good point because even though, you know, everybody knows it's fake, it it takes a certain level of skill and experience to be able to put on a show of that caliber and to do the moves that those guys do. Cause those are official moves. You know, they have to know how to do it. They have to know how to take the hits correctly, how to land correctly. So there's a certain level of finesse that goes on in the background that these guys have to know what's going on and know what they're doing. So that in itself is impressive.
3: Hey, you know what's not fake though? The amount of money you can save if you shop at ShoeMeStore.com. <laughs> uh, uh, oh
2: boy. you
4: you're know what? in all the shills. shumi has got WWE pops that you could buy right now if you go to ShoeMeStore.com and you can enter that code STSGuys to save 10, 10,
1: 10%. So I can go to ShoeMe.com and get a discount by using this promo code. Yeah. At
4: right. ShumiStore.com. You can, get, Dot com, you can get Sergeant Slaughter. You can get Jake the Snake. You can get Shawn Michaels. You can get Triple H. You can get them all at ShumiStore.com. Save code 10% S-
0: using STS guys.
4: And then right.
3: Shumi has the mint box guarantee. So not only do you buy the pop, you also get a pop protector with it absolutely free. So it's shipped inside the prop protector. So like I said, you can't ask for a better deal than that. And if you're gonna get an autograph
0: pop like Larry, you want it to come pristine and mint. So Shoomysore.com is a great place to go to ensure that you get that pop in mint condition.
2: Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not getting a shitty pop sign like a box signed. Like you need that thing good. It's true, man. It's true. So if you guys had to rate it, like,
0: what, what's your overall rating of the event? You know, just take the weekend in as a whole. What would you guys say? Something that you would definitely do again uh you know did you really like it give, give me a score here
1: um the royal rumble's been on my bucket list for years and years so i i've um don't know why i'm getting into this now when you've asked me about rating it but like my <laughs> granddad was a professional wrestler my grandfather um in his youth so to me like that it's always been the coolest thing um and the royal rumble's always been like right up there, so I definitely wouldn't have missed it. I think in terms of like, would I go to an event that size again? No, I don't think so. I think I probably would have had a better time. Like last year we watched it, I don't know where it was, but we watched it at home, had a bunch of beers, had a great time, I'd probably rather do that. In terms of the event quality itself and the matches that were on and everything, it's it's really funny with wrestling because sometimes the matches are great but you don't get the outcome that you want and so that yeah. kind of spoils the whole thing even though mm. it was a really good quality event this time though i think all of the outcomes were great the, the rumble winners i felt were well deserved all of the kind of main events uh with the championships i kind of thought what was going to happen would happen um but still it was really entertaining so um, in terms of like the quality of the event itself, out of ten, I'd probably say seven or eight. In terms of going to the venue, four or five. I probably wouldn't go to something that big again.
0: I think that's fair. What do you think, yeah. Larry?
4: Like I, I, I had a really good time, and I'm really glad I went. I had never been to a pay per view. My last live event. Oh man! Like I went to a couple when I was a kid. I remember going with my mom and dad to just like house shows, um, but me and my friends probably like 1999 or 2000 which was forever ago we went to uh wcw monday night nitro yeah um it was the day after halloween havoc um so it was the day up to the pay-per-view and i remember it actually had some cool matches but it's been 20 years since i went to a wrestling event like so i as soon as this got announced i'm like yeah i want to go if if a if a big if a big event came back to phoenix i'd probably go right like i don't want to go this summer i'm not going to go out of my way to go to it like i'm not going to go to la or you know i'm not going to travel um but if like SummerSlam or wrestlemania or even royal rumble came back in like two three years i'd probably go again man it was it's probably it was
1: only those three it's probably only royal rumble wrestlemania or SummerSlam that would be at chase field if any yeah. of the other monthly how um pay-per-view shows would be at talking stick and if that was the case i'd definitely go to one of them
4: yeah same, and and yeah, that that's that's it too. Like the Chase Field thing, like eh, like who knows if they'll even do it again. But I I'd, I'd probably entertain the idea. I'm with Chris. Maybe like I'm gonna not, I would say seven, but I'm gonna knock it down because knock it down a point because it was so long. Uh, I'm gonna give it like a six out of ten. Um, meeting the wrestlers was really cool too. We didn't really talk about that, right? Like um, I met I uh, Sasha Banks fought Ronda Rousey for the title, um, the women's Raw title, and. Like when she ran out and the 40,000 people were cheering for Sasha Banks, I'm like, I met her a couple hours ago. I'm like, that's pretty damn cool. So like I had that moment where I'm like, you know, this, this is pretty cool. So yeah, I would definitely do access again to I, I if it comes to town, I'm absolutely in. Very cool.
0: Yeah. And I think you guys gave people a lot of info. Like if you haven't been before, you know, you can listen to the podcast, get somebody's real perspective on, how it's like to go. And these guys are big fans. You know, I'm glad that Chris kind of told us about his history of wrestling and how his granddad yeah. sort of got him into it. Cause I was going to ask him, you know, he's, he's like a mega fan. He knows a lot about wrestling more than most people I know. So, um, uh, more than the rest of the four of us combined. Yeah. I'm Traverse. glad he was on to kind of like lend his expertise in this episode. Cause it definitely shows.
4: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Bears and tanks. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Way more interesting than just hear me complain about how long Rotor Mama was. <laughs> <laughs> so i just getting a
2: pizza. Damn it's, it. Yeah. It's really
4: hard being I mean, the only person that's done it. So, you know, it would have been difficult for Larry to carry the entire episode by himself. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm glad you're here. So, again, if you want to check out Bears and Takes channel, search bears and tanks and the link is in uh, the link is in our, our our youtube notes so you can you can find it he does some awesome gaming videos that hopefully he'll start doing again sometime real soon Maybe. you owe it to can yourself I to... It to i was going to say to.
0: go ahead chris sorry
1: <laughs> if i can find a good way to stream from the switch i might consider it but i'm spending most of my time on my switch now oh yeah. man the, the switch
0: really does need a streaming service because it is sad that you can't stream from that mm.
4: yep i agree it's a pain but
0: yeah, you owe it to yourself to check out Chris's channel. And at least watch him play The Last Guardian.
3: It's very entertaining. It is. <laughs> I, I think I think what I'll do is like I will I'll do some uh I'll do some screen clips of uh, some of the some snippets of that eventually so that way we can we can drop that down. Seems necessary. Just every, every,
2: every rage quit moment. Like, can we just get like a, a series of, of Chris's rage quits? I would love that. Just the like, just... son of a bitch. And just no, like... I, said, <laughs> I said, everyone, I said, everyone
3: on this channel has some audio. That's just gold. It's oh, just yeah. Pure gold. So, you know, we got Nate wanting to, you know, he likes, you know, he likes that, you know, Larry <laughs> with Larry with the little children. Like it's just, we, we got, yeah. we, we got, we got, we got oh, yeah. everyone. that has got some good audio. So, uh, I said, oh, wow. well. we'll I know I do. Yeah, we'll we'll do a, we'll do a super mashup one day because I think everyone would enjoy that because it's 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 epic. I it's like that. pretty epic.
2: I like that.
0: <laughs> mm. Mm. I like that.
3: Uh. All right, so I well, like real quick. So I know one one of the things that you were probably you know were wanting to see, but you didn't. You didn't see. You didn't see the Rock come back, did you?
1: No. Oh, no. no. It um, about six months ago. It was like um the betting odds are usually really good ways to know of what's actually happening because Mm -hmm. people inside always leak stuff and there was a very brief period for about a week or two weeks where the rock was the odds on favorite to come back and then wrestle at wrestlemania um but the fact is like he's never gonna make as much money doing that as he is making all of his movies and stuff so why Mm -hmm. why would he bother well, it's, because- it's, it's
2: going to be hard with uh, to come back to wrestling with a new movie coming out here very soon, though. Too right? <laughs> and You can't just, top just that them. Fast and Furious money. No, that Fast and Furious money. Is, I mean, that's. I mean, not to 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 degrade those movies. They make a shit ton of money.
0: Well, and Me to too. Rock's to Rock's credit, now we're we're talking about Fast and Furious presents the Hobbs and Shaw movie and to rock's credit this is the first like spin-off of a fast and furious or if you don't count Tokyo Drift which we no we're just no no to- Tokyo Drift is core man like that, they,
2: yeah Tokyo Drift is is in in main canon man yeah, that's, that's canon. A- yeah that's- but i
0: guess the, the thing i'm saying is like Tokyo Drift didn't really have like any of the main characters it had like kind of that side character guy it, it had the on. first one? it had yeah it does it. dom shows up <laughs> right, at the end thought. like <laughs> come on. whatever <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to lead up that The Rock has a lot of credit in these mm-hmm. movies now because he's getting his own spinoff with Shaw, who is Jason Statham, yeah, it's, and it's
2: pretty cool. It's legitimately the way to be like, how can we write to have Jason Statham and The Rock in a movie at the same time and like in the full movie, right? Because if you make one of them the bad guy, you can't really have them interact that much or it kind of defeats the purpose of good guy, bad guy dynamics. So it's they like a little they,
1: bit in Fast 8 where they were breaking out of prison at the same time, but but th- there's just not enough time in, yeah, in, yeah. in the other movies for everyone because they've just introduced so many people.
2: Right. So yeah, yeah, so this is a good way for them to be like, oh, these characters we really like and people really like them, and they're really big action stars. Let's give them their own like spin-off.
3: All right. So to right to t- t- okay, real quick, to... T- to everyone's credit, like I said I just I want to get everyone's thoughts on what they think of this movie. I'm not looking forward to this at all in the least <laughs> bit. Um, so you don't want to see? I I haven't like I said. To, 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 to my, my out is like I said I I haven't watched the trailer yet. I haven't watched the trailer yet. But the same t- point in time is like I said the thing that I like about the Fast and the Furious movies. It's neither one of those two characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, to True. me, this is like one of those Sunday
0: matinee. You know, popcorn flicks like I'm going to go see it uh, when I have some extra time. It looks entertaining. It's it's a lot of action. And Idris Alba is in it, which is actually really cool because he's a really cool actor. I like yeah.
2: him a lot. Yeah. He's Who's, the bad guy. He's the bad guy playing. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, he's basically playing Luke Cage in this movie. <laughs> it's true, man. It that is they, true. He's they, bulletproof they, and super strong yep that's luke cage that's luke cage like you just are like mm, it just Elba would make a better luke cage than uh, uh mike coulter so let's go ahead and throw him in there and let's well, make a movie where a he's the bad guy
1: from, and him being a superman is quite a departure from like the first movies in the series where they were just street racing and stuff wasn't, was one just, of about, was, what of, wasn't it about stealing
2: dvd players at one point yep that was the yeah. first one
1: yeah so, okay. So, yeah. I was so going
2: to say, like. from stealing DVD players to fighting a superhuman. The yeah.
0: villains always seem to kind of escalate further and further and further. And this one's definitely the most extreme I think we've seen.
2: So, can, can, so the first thing I said to Larry what, after watching this trailer, though, and it has nothing to do with the whole ridiculous concept of of the story. Because, honestly, it's a fast and furious. Like, they one up each other all the time. It was only a matter of time before we got this. And like I'm okay with that in the character. I just thought it was funny that Luke Cage got canceled. Now we have him as a bad guy. Um, the worst thing about it is they pulled a, a, a Spider-Man: Homecoming. I think in that trailer, God, I they showed so much in that trailer that I feel like I think I know the main storyline. Like it, it feels like I got shown too much for the in the trailer.
4: Yeah, I didn't catch it the first time I watched it, but I watched it back to back in um, the second second viewing. I was like, oh, they're showing quite a bit, but I, I I know I'm a hypocrite, but it doesn't bother me for this one. Like it bother, would bother me for a Marvel movie. It's just a double standard. Like, it, And I think those acting scenes and stuff where you kind of get the gist of like, okay, maybe they're on the side of a building or whatever. I think there's a whole lot more to that scene and like some surprises that they could throw in um that you know you didn't get in the trailer so you'll still be surprised you'll still be entertained where like homecoming just gave away kind of major plot points and yeah. um it just right it's it's just different and probably not fair so now it
1: I, sounds to me like i have a different opinion Oh I yeah. Can't wait for this movie. Yeah, I want. I'm
4: stoked. I I think it looks like like Jeremy said they're not my favorite characters. I don't I don't like the rock in Fast and the Furious. That was that was dumb and Jason Statham even worse, but whatever. Um but I really really want to see this movie.
1: I, I have a thing for big dumb action movies. Um when I was kind of like 14 or 15, I really got into the late 90s um, uh, kind of like John Woo films, so stuff like Face Off, Con Air, um yeah. Mission Impossible 2. Just all these kind of really... And, and then then back into the 80s action movies of basically all the Army and Sly films. And I uh, this is just going to be a rip-roaring, fun, stupid time. Leave your brain at home, grab your popcorn, and just watch things explode. Yeah, it would be great.
2: I, to me, what it feels like is, is kind of going the route of, kind of the Expendables movies. Where you're like, I, I yeah. don't give a shit what the plot is. Like, you make up something that generally puts all these guys together, but you're just putting... A bunch of action stars together with a bunch of explosions and a bunch of bad one-liners. I'll watch the living hell out of that movie. Is it good? I don't give a shit. Like I was entertained.
3: No, no I, 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 agree. But I, cause I cause I'm, I'm all for like the, the the action movies too. It's just I think the thing that just bothers me, but it's just it's banking off that Fast and Furious name. No, and I, like I said, no. I said, and I, I like those movies and I like that series for what it is, and it's just. Just doesn't sound
1: but in some ways it's good though, because it sounds like this isn't the part of that series that you like, and in some ways it's kind of excising it so that in Fast Nine, those guys won't be in it anymore, and maybe it'll go a little bit back towards what it used to be than relying on them. I would
2: I would love that. Yeah, I think this is a good way to get some of those big action guys to have their own we'll say little like pocket I don't want to say pocket universe, but kind of like pocket series that Stays away, and then you can go back to not having, you know, we don't get super humans in the Fast of Furious. It sticks around with people driving fast cars dangerously and and that sort of thing.
4: Yeah. Or it leads into Vin Diesel fighting ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Bustas. <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> Cause that's still uh, a brilliant idea. Yeah, and that it, was like, an amazing idea from last week. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of the whole like let's separate the action heroes, it, like that. That's that's an interesting take. We'll have to see. Like Fast Nine comes out what like next year, I think, and they haven't talked much about it other than the fact that the Rock's not supposed to be in it. So, I love this franchise uh, even when they have slight misses. Like I'm still all in, and so they they can't do much wrong. At least they fixed
2: their. They're titling because if we had to still stick with the too fast, too furious yeah, yeah. style of uh, thing, I would have been. I, I think I would have been all out.
4: You would have been too furious.
2: I'd have been too furious. <laughs> no, that yeah. was
3: that was stupid. I, I, I actually kind of liked it because I think it was just so gimmicky. I'm
4: like. Uh, that's that's amazing they they had no idea that like 18 years later this would still be a thing yeah I mean it's a testament
0: to the franchise that has survived as long as it has and it continues to get bigger Um, I mean I I know Larry's a a mega fan I've always enjoyed the movies so it's definitely one of those movies I'm going to check out either way
1: Uh, the funny thing as well though is that the we we were talking about how the movies changed like from four to five and then from five they became like action movies that's the only it's only from there that i've seen so as much as like that might not have been everybody's favorite way for the series to have gone it's because of that that i that i watched them and that i've enjoyed the last four
0: true yeah and you think about it like it needs to have fresh ideas and that's what this kind of provides now like this Almost expert team of people now that go oh. Oh. across the globe doing crazy things.
3: Yeah. It's that and I think it finally settles the beef that that the Rock and Vin Diesel have had for the longest time. There's the hey, the, the, the Rock can go do his own thing, and then Vin Diesel can now just take over the Fast and the Furious series again. Take and that it. way, everyone's yeah, happy.
2: Yeah, Vin Diesel gets to be kind of the big action hero star for well, let's call it his series, right? Like, I mean, that it this is. is this is Vin Diesel's show.
0: I mean, he was in the first movie. <laughs>
2: good
3: name so, though. Was- there you go. He's he owns knowledge. it.
2: Fucking insightful.
3: Man, but Nate, you are you are a gentleman and a scholar, sir. <laughs>
2: It's he, true, though. I mean, the guy. He, he one time was beginning.
4: fast and it furious. It all
0: revolves around Vin Diesel most times,
4: and yeah. the guy owns <laughs> the show. Hold on. So, Ja Rule, Jaw Rule, from Fire, was also in the first one. What's your thought on that, Ja Rule? Yeah, Ja
0: Rule. Uh, I I think he showed his value, and that's why he's not around yeah. anymore. <laughs>
2: right. But he was replaced by Luda.
3: So yeah. No, You know you know who my favorite... Okay, well, just real quick, since we're dropping Fast and the Furious characters, I said I, I, I still have a soft spot for Hector. Yes. Uh, because Hector plays his own character in Fresh Off the Boat. Really? That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so the TV show about the, those Asian guys, like I said, yeah. he, he said <laughs> Hector Hector is Hector from Fast and the Furious. It's, it's amazing. Cool. I like that's Hector. A, that
2: is a, that's awesome.
4: He's All way right. more likable than Ja Rule.
3: Absolutely. I think that wraps us up this week. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for Larry, well, Larry, take us away. Like, I said. Oh
4: yeah. Well, so, so real quick, away. real quick. Thank you again for Chris for, for coming on and being our special guest. So you're awesome. Excited. You made it for a really great episode, dude. Um, if this is the first STS guys video or you're watching, we record our podcast live on YouTube every Saturday night. Um, go to stsguys.online, sub us up. Uh, if you can check us out on Instagram, at stsguys. We're on Twitter, at stsguys. We're on Facebook, hey, at the stsguys. And I am Larry, from the stsguys. Chilling like a villain. Awesome. So, for this
3: week's episode, episode 70, of the stsguys, I've been Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's been Nate. And I'm Scott
1: don't care who I am I will yeah. be next
3: week. <laughs> and special thanks to Chris <laughs> and thank thank for, for, for being, on, being on this week's episode we are the FCS guys have a great night everyone bye bye